Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The state of New Jersey is taking a major step toward becoming a nationwide leader on climate change. Last week, Democratic Governor Phil Murphy announced a suite of executive orders and regulatory actions, including the most aggressive clean energy target of any large state and a ban on the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035. Now, while Murphy's plan raised the bar for the state's climate ambitions, it's unclear whether the state will actually successfully deliver on them. So today, Politico's Rye Rivard on New Jersey's new lofty climate ambitions and whether they're actually doable. It's Tuesday, February 21st. Rye, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, unleashed a new series of climate targets last week, including the most aggressive clean power target of any state. So what's he aiming to accomplish and how is he proposing to do it? Yeah, he announced six things last week. You know, the two biggest were following California in banning the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035. And the second thing was the clean power target, which would have 100% renewable energy, clean energy by 2035, which is the most aggressive of any large state. I think D.C. and Rhode Island kind of sneak in there and try and do it a little faster. But New Jersey is much bigger. And then there are some other things that are planned to voluntarily electrify hundreds of thousands of homes, not a mandate, but some encouragement to do that. And then he would launch a proceeding at the state regulators, state utility regulators, the Board of Public Utilities, to look at the future of the natural gas utility in the state. There are three major gas utilities, and this would be trying to reckon with, you know, how do they exist in an increasingly electrified future? Gotcha. And then, yeah, on the two headline items you mentioned, so the targets of carbon-free power by 2035 and then phasing out gas powered cars by 2035, which of course follows California. I mean, how did the governor explain the need to to kind of go this big and do those policies? You know, he's been following California on a couple of other things like regulations for clean trucks, but obviously this affects more people every year. So he talked about motivating and supporting the fast-growing electric vehicle market, and he talked about reforms that would ensure by 2035 all new cars sold in New Jersey will be zero emissions vehicles. And, you know, a lot of people talk about this as an EV mandate. They talk about it in California like that. But, you know, if a hydrogen car came along, that that would also comply. But we're basically getting rid of the internal combustion engine is what this is focused on. Right. And then in totality, how durable are these goals, especially since, as you note in your story, the governor's office tends to switch in New Jersey between parties. And many of the targets do stretch beyond the governor's time in office. You know, it's interesting. He announced this as he'd been facing about a year and a half of criticism about going you know, slower than many people thought he would go on reducing greenhouse gas emissions and pushing electrification. This was one of his big campaign platforms in 2017 was reaching 100% clean energy, not just electricity, but clean energy across the state by 2050. And some environmental groups here had really thought he wasn't doing enough, that he wasn't taking enough aggressive action. One of them that had been calling him America's greenest governor recently said he's not America's greenest governor anymore. And so this announcement sort of comes in that political context. And doing legislation on top of executive action would make this uh, a binding plan rather than just an executive plan that 
maybe he wouldn't even follow. But that future governors, you know, our last governor was Chris Christie, not a Democrat. So, you know, if we had a Republican governor in the future, having a law in place would be much stronger than a couple of executive orders. Yeah. And to that point, what's your sense of whether the legislature is on board with these targets and actually imposing policies to meet them? So if listeners aren't familiar with New Jersey politics, we're a sort of off-cycle state. And so all 120 state lawmakers are on the ballot this year. So it's an interesting year to try and do something that I think clean energy policy, climate change is a, is a big issue for a lot of voters. But fossil fuel industry has been successful in scaring voters with talk about costs and rising costs from electrification. We've all seen studies that say over the long term, Clean energy is going to be cheaper. It's price competitive in a lot of ways right now. But having that fight in the middle of an election year is an interesting one. So I don't know that we know yet what the legislature is going to do. The bill that would set a 100% clean electric goal by 2035, the language was widely circulated a couple of weeks ago, but it hasn't had a hearing yet. It's being championed by the fairly powerful chairman of the Senate Environment and Energy Committee here in New Jersey, a guy named Bob Smith. So, you know, it has as good a chance as anything, but in election year, we'll see what happens. Also, EPA reinstated the underlying legal basis for an Obama-era regulation that significantly curbed mercury emissions from coal-fired power plants and led to the shutdown of many older polluting facilities. The agency updated the regulation, known as the Mercury and Air Toxics Standards, last Friday, and it's the latest Biden administration effort to reverse the Trump EPA's gutting of a litany of environmental regulations. However, the updated regulation won't alter the landscape of the electric sector, which already complied with the emissions requirements. Still, the Biden administration's decision could possibly launch yet another round of litigation for the rule. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.